Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Welcome back. So glad you're joining us. I would like to share with you one of my absolute favorite stories about one of my favorite earthbounds. This guy was in a house that I bought a long time ago. The house itself was three stories, and it used to serve as the carriage house to a much larger house that was behind it, quite a bit behind it. And this spirit, or earthbound, was, um, I began to affectionately call the keeper. He was in charge of the horses and the tack and so forth, and was very, very diligent about his duties and very protective. And this was during a time that I was kind of really trying to push all of this away and not deal with any of it. So I wasn't very tuned in, and he was not very in your face until I had kids. (laughs) And he became very protective of the kids. So the very first time that I had a babysitter, I could tell when I came home that by her demeanor that something had happened. And I was just kind of watching her, and I finally said, you saw something, right? And she, yes. So what she told me was that she had been in the downstairs in the basement watching the TV, and the baby monitor was on, and the baby's room was up on the third floor. And the keeper decided to check and see if she would really do her job and if there was any doubt about the baby's safety, he was going to test her. So he play, started playing music. And through the speaker, she heard this through the baby monitor, and she thought, what in the world? So she went up there. She got up there, checked on the baby. There was no music. This happened three times. And she was a little alarmed maybe by it and was asking me, she said, I know this music, but I can't place it. So as she was telling me, I thought, okay, I know exactly what this is. So I took her back up into the baby's room. And on the other side of the room, there was a doll that had a very hard to push button in it. You really had to manipulate it. And when you push that button, Brahms lullaby would play. So I did that. And she's like, yes, that's exactly what I was hearing. And so I sat it down, sat the doll back up on the dresser, and she kind of looked at the baby where that was, and the baby was literally maybe a month old, and looked over at the opposite side of the room at where that doll was and had that, you know, look of, oh, my gosh, what just happened here? So we went back downstairs, and I kind of told her about the keeper. And I was just, you know, I was sold on him at that point. I thought, wow, he's so concerned about the baby, he's going to check out and make sure that the sitter was doing what she was supposed to be doing. So he became pretty engaged in our lives, and it was just great. He was protective. He would he would do things to help out. Like um, one time I went out to put my car in the garage and was expecting a phone call from my sister who was living in Japan And I couldn't get the garage door open. I thought, what in the world? I said, Keeper, what are you doing? So I went back in the house, and just as I went in, the phone rang, and it was my sister. So had I been able to open that door and pull my car in the garage, I would have missed that phone call. I mean, just cool stuff like that he did very, very frequently. And then when the time came to sell that house, we were pretty attached to him by this point. 
And I had the house on the market. My mom had um, cancer and was terminal. So I was going to sell my house and move out of state to be there with mom. So I had the house on the market. The realtor was going to show it. And I had my kids. We were out at a restaurant or something waiting. And the, the realtor called me and she said, I can't get in the front door. The screen door is locked. I said, the screen, are you at the front door and the screen is locked? She said, yes. I said, the screen door doesn't have a lock on it. She said, well, I can't open it. It feels like it's locked. And I knew right then that that was the keeper. And I just said, oh, okay. Do you have other houses to show them? Because this isn't the house for them. So the keeper would not let them in. He, that's, he just knew that's not who he wanted in the house. And that wasn't the only time <laughs> that happened. And in fact, I finally had to really just have a talk with him and explain, you know, I have to go. And we would love for you to come with us. Please come with us. Explained where we were going, why we were going there. Really encouraged him to come, but he was so attached to that house that he wasn't about to leave. So we made an agreement that he could choose who would live there. And he had to make a choice uh, within a reasonable period of time because I needed to go. So he did. He chose another young couple that were newly married. This was their first house that they were going to buy. And I was excited for them. I thought, you know, he knows that he likes young people and they'll have kids. And this is a great opportunity. So when you feel like there might be a presence around, just know that, yes, there could be, whether you know them or not. And there can be so much fun. They can just be just your best friend, <laughs> like the keeper. So if you have your own stories to share or questions, please get a hold of Thomas and me, and you can get us at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Until the next time, namaste.